So I'm going to the Vatican, Keith, and be using a technology called uh, micro X-ray fluorescence. We're going to zap the codex with X-rays, and that will reveal a, uh, a fingerprint. You are listening to Hebrew Gospel Pearls with Nehemiah Gordon and Keith Johnson. Exploring Hebrew New Testament manuscripts for yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Shalom and welcome to Hebrew Gospel Pearls, episode 30. We've made it to 30 episodes, Keith. Today we'll be talking about Matthew chapter 5, verses 25 to 26. And wait, what is your, I'm your protesting. Scowling. I'm not saying a word until he talks. <laughs> Okay, so we had some really big news this morning. Uh, this, this, and, and look, we're pre, pre-taping this. So I want you to tell people that. This is the first time you okay. finally said that, and it's yeah. important that you said that. So, so the, the morning we're actually taping this is um, I received an email confirming that um, I've been working on some projects since I finished my PhD, and one of those projects is just continuing the, the research that I've been doing. And, you know, look, you guys of uh, the audience, you've come along with us on this journey. You're on the journey with us, and you're uh, developing your skills. You're learning about textual criticism. You're learning about Hebrew manuscripts. You're learning uh, Hebrew concepts about Hebrew verbs and roots and things. Well, we on our end, we're continuing to develop our skills as well. And one of the things I'm doing to sharpen my iron is I've been going out and um, engaging with different scholars and research projects. And one of those projects was a proposal that I submitted to the Vatican. And specifically... Um, the Vatican. The Vatican. In Rome. In Well, it's actually its own country, the Vatican <laughs> city-state. It's inside of Rome, yes. yes. Uh, and they have, at the Vatican, you know, I've had the opportunity to examine the most important manuscripts of the Tanakh. The, and I'm, by examine, I mean I sat down with the microscope and was able to examine them for hours. Aleppo Codex, Leningrad Codex. Uh, uh, Damascus Crown and Oriental Fort, uh, no, not Oriental, um, Sassoon 1053. And um, I thought, I need to expand this and also look at some of the Greek manuscripts if I have that opportunity. And so I now have the opportunity. By the time this is broadcast, God willing, I will have examined Codex Vaticanus and using cutting-edge technology. Mm. And when I actually sat down to look at, okay, what are the questions for Codex Vaticanus, that I could answer, you know, using the the, the techniques available to me, right? Because mm-hmm. there's some questions you may want to answer that there's no way to answer, mm-hmm. right? Um, but using the techniques available to me, what are the, some of the questions that, that could be answered? And one of the things that jumped off the page immediately is this debate that's raging right now in the journal called NTS, New Testament Studies. Mm-hmm. There have been a series of articles in this journal about these symbols in the margin of Codex Vaticanus, mm-hmm. specifically a symbol called the obelisk. Can we? Can, and when we I put, saw that, I'm like, wow. Can we put an image up of the, 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 the obelisk that you're talking about? Absolutely. Can we do that? Okay. Yeah, we'll throw that up here. Yes. And what you can see here, this is actually what we're seeing here on the screen, is uh, a passage in, a uh, very famous passage. It's the passage where Paul in one of his epistles tells the women to be quiet in church. Mm-hmm. And someone in uh, 2017 published an article in the Journal of New Testament Studies arguing that those symbols in the margin are an obelisk symbol. Now, what is an obelisk symbol? Uh, the audience, if they've seen the series I did with Michael Rood and John Lorquette. Stop and tell us about that series. So that was about John 6-4. Mm-hmm. Now, Michael had this idea that John 6-4, he was arguing, was added. Mm-hmm. And my position was, I don't know if it was added or not, 
But let's go look at that evidence that Michael uh, that could support Michael's position or 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 undermine Michael's position, right? Mm-hmm. So we looked and we found that there were these manuscripts that had the obelisk symbol in the margin. And what that symbol indicates is that the scribe that put that symbol there, he thought that that verse was added. Uh, and it's really beautiful. In, Co- in Codex Vaticanus, there are cases where the obelisk symbol is a- accompanied by a note. And the note in Greek says the obelisk is here. And this is in the Old Testament and the prophets in particular. Mm-hmm. And what they would do, uh, Origen in the second century originally added this obelisk. And then the Codex Vaticanus later copied this into the mm-hmm. prophets portion. And the note says obelisk indicates words that are not in the Hebrew. Right, so those are words that are dubious because they're in the Greek, but not the Hebrew. Mean they're doubtful. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the debate in the New Testament is whether the symbols that are identified as obelisk are actually obelisk, or whether they're something else. And that debate has been going back and forth. And up until now, there really hasn't been a way to answer that. Mm-hmm. The critics say, "Well, wait a minute. How do we even know the original scribe wrote those symbols in the margin?" But when I looked at this this issue, I I, I slid right into the issue. I was completely prepared because I'd spent months researching the John 6-4 obelisks. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know all about obelisks. So we look here at Vaticanus, and you see those symbols in the margin. There's two symbols. Mm -hmm. One's called a diastigma, which really means just two dots. And the other is uh, either a paragraphos or an obelisk. And that's the debate. Um, the claim of, of one scholar is that, yes, these two symbols together indicate that the scribe who wrote Vaticanus knew that these two verses were added. Mm-hmm. The counter-argument, and I don't, I don't have a position, I don't know, right? The counter-argument that's in the uh, academic literature right now, in, in the same journal, NTS, is that, um, is that, well, we don't even know who wrote those symbols in the margin, mm-hmm. right? They could have been written centuries later by a different mm-hmm. scribe. So I'm going to the Vatican, Keith, and be using a technology mm-hmm. called uh, micro X-ray fluorescence. We're going to zap uh, the, the the codex with X-rays, and that will reveal a uh, a fingerprint that will be able to tell. Possibly, <laughs> it could be inconclusive. The results, I don't know, but we'll be able to at least test the hypothesis and ask the question: Is the scribe who wrote the main text the same scribe that wrote those symbols in the margin? And so it's really an amazing honor to be part of this research. Look, this is an international effort. It's not just me. I don't know how to operate the X-ray machine, mm-hmm. right? There is very competent and uh, sophisticated scientists mm-hmm. who are doing this. Uh, but what they need is someone from a, a textual perspective to pose the question mm-hmm. that they can and formulate it in a way that can be answered by their techniques and then help interpret the results. So I'm working with this team at the Vatican. Uh, the team actually is from Berlin. But we're going to the Vatican, and we're going to be examining Codex Vaticanus. It was approved this morning, the proposal to do that. So I'm very excited about that. So people get mad at me. Uh, Keith, you stay off topic. You talk about other things. I'm going to take a minute and talk about this. Why did I keep my sleeves unrolled up? Because I wasn't going to roll them up unless Nehemia showed us that he's rolling up his sleeves. Now, physically, he doesn't have to roll up his sleeves. But I'm going to keep rolling up the sleeves, and we're going to keep asking you guys to roll up sleeves. So here's what I decided on the way in. I, I didn't know uh, this morning. Did I know? No. no, no I didn't no. know when I woke up. <laughs> no. So in this morning, as I'm on my way here, I'm thinking to myself, oh my goodness, what can we do to continue to, to, to roll up our sleeves and to raise the bar? So Nehemiah a year ago did something. A year ago, I was visiting him. And as I was visiting him, he said, you know, Keith, I don't know if you know, how many people have asked you, Nehemiah, mm-hmm. for you to teach them biblical Hebrew? How many people Quite have said lot. to you, 
Teach me biblical Hebrew. How many? I don't know. Hundreds. Ten. A hundred? Hundreds, probably, over the years. So there was one person that you Mm -hmm. did actually Mm -hmm. create an entire curriculum from. Do you remember anything about that and who that was? I I do. Uh, Can you you tell? I'm not going to say it. I would like you to tell me. Reggie White. Yes? Reggie White, who is a good friend of yours, Mm -hmm. and you introduced him to me, Mm -hmm. or or me to him, Mm -hmm. and he uh, he, uh, wanted to learn biblical Hebrew, Mm -hmm. and we... Worked for about nine months, and yeah. uh, he went from a background of basically knowing the alphabet to, um, to being able to read by to himself, read. which is pretty cool. So there was one person. So you notice, folks, he, he didn't mention the person before Reggie, an entire that curriculum. Was now, can, can you tell me about that, Nehemiah? Now, I'm going to force you on this because we're going to raise the bar for our study yeah. partners. What did you do? How tough were you on me? What, what, what uh, did you do? I, I was well. I mean, look, I, I was a lot less laid back than I am right these days, uh, to say the least. <laughs> and um, you know, I, I had, uh, you know, the way they teach language um, in, let's say, at Hebrew University, mm-hmm. uh, which is where I, I had studied, is is a very rigid linguistic approach. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't focus on vocabulary. What they focus on is, and this is very typical of universities, I think, all over the world. Mm-hmm. They focus on grammar, mm-hmm. right? You can always look up the words in the dictionary, but the grammar, I mean, how do you know even what to look up? Mm-hmm. So they focus on teaching you grammar, and so it was a pretty rigid approach, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. But uh, you did so really you well. No, I don't care circum- about me doing well. It yeah. was a pretty rigid approach. Yeah. Last year, Nehemiah and I were in the car, and this happens with us. We usually find ourselves either in a whirlpool but because of COVID, we haven't had a chance to be in a whirlpool together for like, I mean, I mean, <laughs> in a whirlpool, meaning we'd sit and talk. Uh-huh. Or, and this is how we did our book, A Prayer to Our Father. Yeah. The revelation came in the whirlpool. <laughs> some <laughs> of it. No, <laughs> it did come in the whirlpool. Don't you remember this? There were some pretty but intense, hey, folks, uh, yeah. Bear with me here. About a year ago, Nehemiah had me in his car and he says, so Keith, um, I'd like you to consider something. What's that? So I'd like you to consider to go in and up the game a little bit more with biblical Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And he suggested, and it brought me to a place of fear, he suggested that I hook up with who? Uh, Rabbi Dr. David Moster. Why did you Why did you say that? He was a person that was on Hebrew Voices. Well, I had him on my Hebrew Voices podcast, and he was offering classes in biblical Hebrew. Here's a guy who, I mean, let, let's just be honest here. There's a lot of people out there who are offering courses in biblical Hebrew mm-hmm. who don't really have a mastery of biblical Hebrew themselves. Right. And so here is a guy who really does, mm-hmm. who's a very uh, you know, competent and serious scholar, mm-hmm. who's willing to engage with people who don't, mm-hmm. aren't from his perspective, mm-hmm. you know, aren't part of his um, denominational structure, and he's willing, or, or aren't even Jewish, and mm-hmm. he's willing to uh, engage with those people and, and teach them. And I thought this is a great opportunity. So I don't want to, I don't want to teach you more. But, no, you don't want to teach but, anything. But, uh, <laughs> it's fine. But so Dr. Moster says, okay. So we've been meeting for now. It's been a year, and in halfway through that year, Dr. Moster said, so I heard about uh, this thing that Nehemiah is doing mm-hmm. about these Hebrew Gospels. Talk to me about that. He says. Okay. So I tell him about what's happening. He says, yeah. Well, can we take a look at those together? So he and I have yeah. been looking at those together, wow. and Nehemiah. He is so impressed Mm -hmm. with the work that you have done that has been given to our study partners. Mm -hmm. He's looking at this too. And sometimes he'll say, "Uh, listen, this guy, Ben-Hur, he he, he didn't point that correctly. So he's found all these things. About that. We've noticed that too. No, of course, I tell him that. But here's the reason that I'm saying we're rolling up another level. On the way here, BFA made another decision. And, and, and it's possible something got corrupted in the files. We're, yeah, not, bl- absolutely. we're not blaming Ben-Hur. Absolutely, absolutely. Folks, our free members that have not gotten a chance to be in the roll-up-the-sleeve study partners, mm-hmm. we made another decision in the spirit of Nehemiah raising the bar. Mm-hmm. 
For those that want to learn the first aspects of biblical Hebrew, it's been checked by Dr. Moster, originally taught by Nehemiah, and now what we're doing is making those first seven episodes absolutely free. The first seven lessons, lessons of biblical Hebrew, free, as of today. I actually have an idea that just came to me, which, and, and I, I don't know. Wait, did the, you hear my announcement? I heard it's a pretty cool announcement. No, no, blow the... So, do, 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 do. Where, <laughs> where can they go and do that? Okay, they go to BFA, front page. They can go to Hebrew and Biblical Hebrew. And if you're a free member, the first mm -hmm. seven of like, I think it's like 30 different lessons, the first mm -hmm. seven free, you learn, you learn some consonants, some vowels, absolutely free. Go ahead. So What's the, your idea so, you got right well, here? It's, it's what you just said. So you're teaching Biblical Hebrew using, uh, or let's say ancient Hebrew, using um, Shem Tov's Hebrew Matthew mm -hmm. as the base text, is mm -hmm. what you're saying. Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Actually, we use a different book for that, but uh, oh. I won't let you, I don't want to confuse the issue. All right. The reason that I'm bringing this up right now, Nehemiah, is that people are mm -hmm. studying with us. They're rolling up their sleeves. I'm rolling up my sleeves. You're rolling up our sleeves. Yeah. Let's get to the biblical Hebrew through the Hebrew Gospel of Matthew uh -huh. and go to the next verse. But I, I just want to say, Nehemiah, it's yeah. not a small thing. Very Folks, cool. be in prayer uh, for us because this is not only the only opportunity. Nehemiah, there's other things you're doing with these other there's scholars. There's other things I can't talk about no, right now. No, you can't talk about, um, but they're this really, one's really been approved. And, and, and look, I'll be real honest. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with COVID and with other kinds of situations. Right. So it's possible that when this episode is broadcast, I will not have gone already. And in that case, we're going to edit this out. <laughs> this only stays in if it's already. I, I don't. I don't talk about what I'm working on until it's already something that's been done in the past. But we forced you on this one. So well, and it's, and we can remove it in editing before it's broadcast. Uh, uh, if it doesn't happen or if it's delayed, it could yeah. be delayed for. You know, I could have a ticket to go tomorrow, and there's a new COVID lockdown from the you know the the Omega var variant mm -hmm. or whatever you know they're going to use afterwards when they run through the letters mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. alphabet. Of the Greek alphabet, um, and you know we don't know what's going to happen. Permission right? to quote Linnell this morning. Yes, she said this as we're sitting there. She said, "You know, you know." She said, "God has done a miracle. This is a miracle. All these things in the process." She said, "But you know what else? Nehemi has prepared himself for that miracle. Mm -hmm. You have prepared yourself for the miracle. The door opened, and you were ready." And folks, we want you to be prepared to be in what we're calling Hebrew Gospel Pearls. Study with Dr. Nehemiah Gordon, PhD from Bar-Alan. I'm calling up the Roll Up the Sleeve series. Now can we get going? <laughs> well, I just want to share one last thing. Oh, so, more? So, so last night I was uh, at Michael Rood's house. We're here in the studios that he built. I was at his house and I uh, shared with him how I, and I didn't have the I didn't have the approval at that point. I just knew that I'd submitted a proposal, uh -huh. and the basis for that proposal, the preparation for that proposal was uh, it was actually really many things, right? But one, but from the Greek New Testament perspective, it was all the research I'd done on John six four, mm -hmm. and I shared that with him and how that had potentially mm -hmm. opened the door mm -hmm. to going to the Vatican to examine Codex Vaticanus. And Michael knows what Codex Vaticanus is, and Michael cried yeah. when he heard that. Yeah. He had tears in his eyes. It was it was uh, very moving. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Thank yeah. you. He keeps asking the right. You know what I love about Michael? He knows the yeah. right questions. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not afraid to ask them. Is he not afraid? Or to hear ask what them. the answers are. Here we go. What what, what, right. what verses are we in? Matthew five twenty five to twenty six. Okay, folks. Let's I'm study read with this. As Amal Yeshua Talmidav. Then Yeshua said to his disciples, and then here we have two different readings that we'll get to in the discussion. Re'e or Yeot. Or Yaut, three different readings, I suppose. Shetemeher leratzot zonacha belech chaimo baderach pen yimsort chala shofet vezeh shofet yimsort chala laavod or laeved latetot chala beit asar. 
באמת אני אומר לך, לא תצא משם עד תינתן פחותה אחרונה. See, or it is appropriate that you quickly appease your enemy or the one who hates you. You can't translate from there. You missed the first three verses. Oh, I said it, and then Yeshua said to his disciples. I read that before. Oh, earlier. Yeah. Then Yeshua said to his disciples, see, or it is appropriate that you quickly appease the one who hates you when you walk with him on the way, lest he turn you over to the judge, and this judge turns you over to the servant or to serve, to put you in or to give you into the prison. In truth, I tell you, you will not get out from there until you give your last which is like a penny or something. Excellent. So, um, the first question we have here is this word, um, re, which mm-hmm. literally means see. Mm-hmm. But that's only in five of the manuscripts, ZCNTV. We've seen in the past those five manuscripts are a single group, mm-hmm. and they often have readings that are contrary to all the other manuscripts. Uh, we've seen that in a number of episodes. And um, in this case, we have the manuscripts E that have the different reading, E, F, D, G, K, Q, W, A, G, X, Y, Gamma, B, L, and R. Right? So all those other manuscripts, all the other manuscripts that exist that are legible on this, ver- this word have the word the Yud, Aleph, Vav, Tav. Mm-hmm. Now, what is Yud, Aleph, Vav, Tav? Mm-hmm. So one possibility is that it is from the v- verb... Aleph Vav Tav, which means to agree. Mm-hmm. And from, it's from the verb Aleph Vav Tav. It means something like, let him agree, let him be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And that actually makes no sense mm-hmm. in the verse. Mm-hmm. And when we first discussed this verse, I said, yeah, that doesn't make sense. We'll just ignore what it says in all those manuscripts. And we'll read it as, uh, see that you quickly mm-hmm. appease the one who hates you. Um, and what I was doing was Howarding the verse, as you call it. <laughs> And then, and then, look, we have in the Greek uh, a phrase that literally means the word eonoon, which means to be agreeable, mm-hmm. right? So, so if, if we're, what, what could have happened here is this, it originally had re, see that you quickly, and then we have this process that we've seen and that Howard talked about, which is a process of adapting the Hebrew to match the Greek, mm-hmm. right? The people knew the Greek text or they knew the Latin text based on the Greek text, And when they read it in Hebrew Matthew, the scribe may have corrected it. And mm-hmm. we, we have examples where they're smoking guns, mm-hmm. where they had the verse was different than the Greek, and they wrote above the line the word that matches the Greek. Howard didn't know that, but we found examples of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so something from that w- root, meaning to be agreeable, makes a lot of sense um, as an adaptation to the Greek. Mm-hmm. But in the context, it doesn't really make sense in Hebrew, mm-hmm. right? Yeot. It just doesn't make sense. In other words, the translation would be, um, uh, and Yeshua said to his disciples, uh, he will be agreeable that you quickly uh, appease the one who hates you. Well, who's he? Yeah, right. Maybe it's supposed to be it, but what's the it? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not so clear. Uh, and I was ready to dismiss this as someone who's trying to correct the text according to the Greek, um, even when it really didn't make sense in, in the Hebrew form that was put in there. Uh, Nelson, who is, did a study with us, mm. um, and when we prepared, he pointed out, well, Nehemiah, <laughs> there's this other word, obscure word that Jastro has. And let's back up here. So, yaut, <laughs> yeot, mm-hmm. 
is from the root Aleph Vav Tav. How do we know it's from Aleph Vav Tav? Well, it's what's called a hollow verb, mm-hmm. um, or it could be a hollow verb, let's put it that way. Meaning it has these letters that are problematic. That um, so, so Hebrew has uh, roots that are made up of three letters. That's the standard idea in Hebrew. It's called the triliteral root theory. We've talked about that. A, f- a full normal verb, regular verb, mm-hmm. has all three letters, like sh- like you know, to to guard is lishmor, shin mem resh. In every form of the verb, you have those three letters. Mm-hmm. But then there are hollow verbs, and hollow verbs, some of the letters drop mm-hmm. in some forms of the verb. So like halach means he went, lech means go. What happened to the hay? It dropped. Mm-hmm. Telech is you will go. Where's the hay? It dropped. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, uh, natan is to give. And this is a beautiful example. So to give is latet. Mm. And only one letter of the three letters appears in, in the form to give, <laughs> right? So it's a hollow verb that loses two of the letters in some forms. Mm-hmm. The name Netanyahu is from that, um, mm-hmm. that, that verb. Mm-hmm. Natan, to give, means Yehovah gave or gives. So Ye'ot is uh, this word, Yud Aleph Vav Tav. Maybe it's not Ye'ot. Maybe it is Ya'ut, which is a hollow verb from the root Yud Aleph He or Yud Aleph Yud. Mm-hmm. And, then it, and that's a very obscure word. Mm-hmm. It as far as I can tell, only appears in the Jerusalem Talmud. Mm-hmm. Um, we looked it up in something called the Historical Dictionary of the Hebrew Language mm-hmm. and in other sources, and we can see that Ya'ut, uh, here it is, and let me show you it in Jastro. Mm-hmm. Um, here's Ya'ut. He translates it as propriety, right, properly, and then it also takes on the meaning of it is right. <laughs> okay, now we have it in uh, the Targum on Psalms, but that's Aramaic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Targum Unclus on Deuteronomy has Ya'ut, but then we also have it in the Jerusalem Talmud, mm-hmm. in, in Hebrew texts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Ya'ut is uh, a word that, um, that means it is proper. Mm-hmm. And so that could be what, what is, uh, the intention is here. In other words, if we go back and look at the text, we would translate this, um, and Yeshua said to his disciples, it is proper that you quickly appease the one who hates you, <laughs> Now, uh, that then also has some correspondence to the Greek. It is agreeable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, be agreeable to your enemy quickly, right? You can see how that, that's connected there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both are possibilities. Uh, one of them's in five manuscripts, C, and then it is uh, proper. That's in all the other manuscripts. So, yeah. Okay. Now, one of the interesting things here is it says to the one who hates you, so na'acha. Right? What do we have in the Greek? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> it says, make friends quickly with your opponent. Your opponent, okay. Now, by the way, uh, it does something I- interesting. It says, make friends quickly with your opponent at law while you are with him on the way. Ah, so, so that's that a your big opponent- difference. It's <laughs> a big difference, yes. Um, so, we have here in Greek the word uh, antirikoi, which mm-hmm. uh, means something like your accuser. Mm-hmm. And so, there's really, uh, an interesting, the Latin has adversio, your adversary. Huh. Uh, an adversary also can be accuser. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we look up at LSJ, the dictionary here, and we have opponent or adversar- adversary in a lawsuit, mm-hmm. right? And it could also be the de- defendant or the plaintiff, right? Mm-hmm. So it's specifically a legal context. Mm-hmm. So, so what the Greek is saying is you're walking with your um, uh, opponent yes. in a lawsuit on your way to court. Settle out of court before you reach court. Mm-hmm. That's what the Greek is saying. That's not what the Hebrew is saying. <laughs> in, in the Hebrew, you're um, 
walking on the road, on the highway, or in some kind of travel, and your enemy is with you, mm-hmm. and you want to resolve whatever issues you have with your enemy while you're still walking with him before the journey ends, because when the journey ends, he may go and turn you over to a judge, mm-hmm. and maybe he'll lie about you. Right? Or maybe he'll tell the truth and you really you know, deserve some kind of punishment. Mm-hmm. But work it out with him. Uh, it's not that you're on your way to court, mm. which is what the Greek is clearly indicating. Here it's somebody who hates you, you're walking with him. Mm. And figure it out with him before you, uh, you, know, yeah, before you end up um, having to deal with it before a judge. Now, Nehemiah, when we yeah. go into the plus, we're going to try to figure out how we can make mm. some decisions about this. I mean, we are... Oh, wow. We, I yeah. see we're trying for the plus. you got to be kidding me. I'm like, we just started here. No, no, no. We did this on purpose because okay. I, I wanted our public people to see mm. a little bit of the process. Now, we go a little bit deeper, a lot deeper, in terms okay. of taking apart some of those words, making some of those decisions, looking at the mm-hmm. manuscripts, etc. But as we do that, uh, we want people to, uh, to consider joining us, rolling up their sleeves with us. Tell us how they can do that at uh, Nehemiah's Wall. So we have uh, NehemiahsWall.com. You can uh, go and uh, donate to McCourt Hebrew Foundation. Then you get access to uh, what we call our support team studies. Mm -hmm. Those are really just a way of saying thank you to those who support uh, my ministry, what I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, They give me the ability to prepare these, uh, uh, the research we've done here. They give me the ability to do all all these kinds of research that I'm doing. A lot of things I can't even talk about uh, until it's already done. Um, uh, But... I want to share the fruits of that both with the public and with those who support. Uh, mm-hmm. Give just a little bit extra to those who support mm-hmm. so that I can share the rest with the public. That's what allows Excellent. me to do it. Excellent. So we have all sorts of things for our folks that are free, yeah. all sorts of our things that are looking at the public. How many episodes you said? This was 30? 30 episodes, which means we actually did 60 episodes because there's a regular, a public, and a plus yes. with every episode. So we've done 60 episodes on Hebrew Gospel Pearls. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, we're going to move to the plus. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's move to the plus. Let's let's pray. Mm. Father, thank you so much for opening up the opportunities that you've opened up for me to research mm-hmm. these ancient manuscripts, to research your word, and to research these texts, and to share that with people, to share that in ways that even regular people who have never studied Hebrew, never studied Greek, they can understand, and they can be a part of this process and get a deeper understanding I'm so grateful that you've allowed me to be in the position to do that and given me the skills to do it. Mm. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you so much uh, that I've been able to witness uh, what I call a miracle, uh, what seems to be a miracle in so many ways, Father, with Nehemiah. And to see that continue is humbling and overwhelming and exciting. And yet we also lift him up. We lift Linnell up. We lift uh, just everything that you're doing in, in their life and their family uh, before you, we know this, uh, you provide a vision and you also provide provision. So, mm. uh, Father, I pray that you'd open the gates of heaven for Makor and Nehemiah's wall. Uh, for this situation, Father, to continue to support um, not only what he's doing uh, for this year, but to continue to support for the things that are being discussed that are world-changing. We ask it in your name. Amen. Amen. You have been listening to Hebrew Gospel Pearls with Nehemia Gordon and Keith Johnson. For a more in-depth study, check out Hebrew Gospel Pearls Plus at NehemiahsWall.com and BFAInternational.com. Thank you for your support.